I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Align Podcast. Welcome back to Align Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. In today's phenomenal episode, I got to have uh, my friend, Mr. Evan Brand, back for the second time and had one like two and a half years ago. Uh, if you guys have been listening for that long, greatly appreciate that. Thanks for sticking around. If not, Evan is a functional medicine practitioner, nutritionist, writer, podcast host, uh, overall holistic health badass guru. In this conversation, we get into some of the kind of like brainwashing effects that parasites can have on us, uh, how many people have intestinal worms and the impact of those guys, how to get them out of our system, Uh, environmental factors and their impact on our hormones, generally how to make this body function better. So really good conversation. Here is a little clip. And I'm finding tons of people with hookworm and you give them an herb called mimosa. It's a South American tree, actually. They take the seed from it, grind it up, put it in a capsule and you can give someone mimosa for a few weeks and they'll start pooping out worms. Thank you so much for tuning into the website. If you feel drawn, it is aligntherapy.com, A-L-I-G-N therapy.com. On there, you will find yourself the five-day movement challenge. Uh, You start that guy absolutely free and start integrating more effective movement into 100% of your daily life. Uh, Also, you can find the show notes for this and the rest of the episodes. We go in detail in those show notes, include everything you need, so it's good stuff. Um, I got a quote. Comes from from uh, a person by the name of Amnon Bookbinder. I don't actually know who Amnon Bookbinder is, but I got this quote out of another book. It's not his book. Uh, It's about the cranial brain versus the enteric brain, and enteric being a 50-cent word for the the gut brain, the enteric nervous system, nervous system in and around the the guts, cranial brain being up in your noggin. Uh, A little bit complex-ish, not that crazy, but uh, here we go. If the cranial brain believes itself surrounded by a knowable world that can be controlled the brain in our belly is in touch with the world's mystery that's pretty cool brain our belly in touch with the world's mystery the fact that the second brain has been discovered forgotten and rediscovered by medicine three times in the past century suggests how complicated our relationship with our bodily intelligence is amnon bookbinder whoever the heck that is that's good business Thank you guys so much for leaving five-star reviews on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, if you guys we read your comment, we will send you out a some delicious product from on it. So just get back to us on the Instagram and Align Podcast, and we'll send you out some stuff. Um, I want to love every form of review. So I got a belligerent uh, troll review uh, by Jenny86, bunch of numbers. She says, one star, cannibalism. Aaron suggests rather challenge his listeners to cook someone (laughs) period (laughs) Um, so that belligerent review if you get back to us Jenny uh, we'll send you out some audit products because that is so kind for you to take the time and send that drunken belligerent cannibalistic review to us Um, all right I think we're good 
Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you guys are having an absolutely splendid Monday morning or whatever day this is that you're listening to this. And we did a separate conversation over on Not Just Paleo, where Evan grills me in relation to movement-related topics. If you have interest in that, jump on over. All right, here we go. Back to the show. Evan Brand. Bye. Align Podcast. What are you doing as far as EMF protection with, like, cell phones and Wi-Fi and stuff like that? Uh, Well, so I've got the AirTube headset with the rubber hose. I don't use anything with a wire to my head anymore. Oh, I need that. This is a rubber tube uh, because you don't want that. I mean, your body voltage goes up five times if you've got a wire going to your brain versus not. So uh, I do not use any wires to the head. Uh, I'm talking to you hardwired through a laptop that's about three, four feet away. Hardwired keyboard, hardwired mouse. Um, I was starting to get arthritic pain in my fingers, and it was from the magnetic fields. It was 10 milliwatts coming off of my keyboard, which the safe limit is about 0.8. About 0.8 milligauss is safe, maybe 0.5, and I was at 10 for my MacBook Pro. So you don't want that shit going through your fingers. It's damaging your tissue. What do you? Where's, where do we find? We'll, we'll put in the show notes the the tube headphones. I've heard about them, and I haven't gotten them yet. Uh, the brand I use is called Defender Defender okay. Shield. They're the company they make. Also, they make uh, a laptop shield. It's a uh, it is a I'm not even sure what the materials are, but it's a laptop protection where you, you put it on your lap and you put the laptop on it. And I've tested it. It's like a 99% reduction in magnetic fields. Cool, man. So what's this journey been? I was reading reading back up on you and your, your bio. You came from a pretty messed up physiological place. And now you're, yeah, I mean, now you're wearing yeah. air tubes on your heads and, and right. got protector shields. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I was, I was, I was dealing with depression and IBS for probably 10 or 15 years of my life. I'd been to the conventional doctors for these issues. And of course the prescription pad was the only tool that was uh, pulled out for me. Uh, antibiotics, uh, antidepressant drugs. I didn't go for any prescription. I've never used any prescription drugs, and I denied all of them. I just said, keep your prescription. I'm not going to fill it. I knew inherently that my gut issues were not a deficiency of acid-blocking medication. And so many people, millions of people, in fact, some of the best-selling drugs are acid-blocking drugs. Antidepressants, as you know, the statistics, it's like one in three or one out of every four people are on antidepressants or antipsychotics. The Center for Disease Control, they've announced that depression is now the number one leading cause of disability in the U.S. used to be number two behind heart disease. Now it's number one. Uh, So I was part of that statistic. And it took me quite a while to find functional medicine to find out that I had infections. I had multiple parasites. I had Giardia. I had Cryptosporidium, which are two waterborne parasites. You can get them from being barefoot and swimming in lakes and creeks and streams and rivers and doing all the things that I like to do, being outdoors. And I also had H. pylori, which is a bacterial infection that 50-plus percent of the population has. And H. pylori, what it does, it damages the parietal cells in your gut. And then when those parietal cells get damaged, you start making less and less stomach acid. And then once that happens, you're getting heartburn. But why are you getting heartburn? Well, it's because you've got undigested food, and your body's not going to allow that to enter the intestine. So if it doesn't get the permission to go down, it can only go one place, which is up. And, you know, these issues, I probably had them for who knows, maybe a decade. I could have had an infection since I was a kid swimming in the lakes and rivers and streams, or I could have just picked them up when I lived in Austin, Texas. I don't really know when I picked them up 
people like to try to figure this stuff out. When did I get infected? Who knows? Yeah. I've had 80-year-old women as clients that they've suspected they've had parasites for 50 years. And then all of a sudden you give them some herbs and all of a sudden they start pooping out 10-inch, 12-inch worms. Wow. So uh, that was my journey. It was just figuring out what was going on under the hood. And a, con a conventional doctor or even a gastroenterologist doesn't have a clue because they're using testing that's 20 to 30 years outdated. They're using something called antigen-based testing, which compared to DNA PCR-based testing, it's just – it's night and day difference. There's, there's so much more futuristic advanced testing that we can run on people. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, the stool panel I run on people, you can now test for worms. And I'm finding tons of people with hookworm. And you give them an herb called mimosa. It's a South American tree, actually. They take the seed from it, grind it up, put it in a capsule, and you can give someone mimosa for a few weeks, and they'll start pooping out worms. I've got more pictures in my inbox than I would like to have of people that wrapped a worm all the way around the toilet bowl after they pooped it out just to show me how long it was. Where they go to wipe, and they're like, okay, something's there, and they start pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling, and then there's the worm. Whoa. How does the mimosa end up causing you to sprout uh, worms out of your well, tract? I'm not 100% sure on the mechanism. I don't think it's killing them. I'm guessing the worms are coming out dead. I haven't heard of anybody saying that the, the worms are, like, moving. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it's killing them, but I don't think that's the, the mechanism. The mechanism, my understanding, is it's more of like a binder. So it's basically acting as like a big jello glob, and it's coming through the colon, and it's pulling off the worms that are stuck to the intestinal uh, wall or the intestinal lining. It's acting as just uh, think of like a tunnel, and it perfectly fills the tunnel which is your colon, to pull those worms out versus your wormwoods and your neem and your berberines and your other antiparasitic herbs. They're more of a killer, but they're not actually removing the worms as effectively. So I use both. I use antiparasitics plus these mimosa, the deworming agents, and you combine those together. And like I said, you'll get people that will poop out a one-inch worm, and it's just like a white worm, and then you'll have foot-long worms that, that people will see. Wow. What percentage of people listening to this are, I mean, probably everyone has parasites of some sort, but they're actually um, causing deleterious effects in their bodies and they don't realize it. Like, it's like, what is normal? It's, you don't know until you experience something else. Yeah. Well, so I've run about 2,000 stool panels and the average is about one in three has parasites. The average person, I would say two out of three, has bacterial infections. So that could be like H. pylori or Pseudomonas or Proteus or Citrobacter. Or the, the number one one I see is Klebsiella with a K, Klebsiella pneumoniae. And that causes Hashimoto's. So I'm sure you've worked with clients yourself with Hashimoto's, which yeah. is autoimmune thyroid disease. And Klebsiella is a known bacterial infection that triggers the immune system to attack the thyroid. So that's two out of every three people has bacterial infections, and then I would say 2.9 out of three has candida due to antibiotics, sugar, too much kombucha even. You can have too much of a good thing, including kombucha and sauerkraut and your fermented goodies. You can overdo it with that. And the, the, the worst case I've ever seen of a yeast overgrowth was a woman who was drinking five kombuchas per day. Her yeast levels were off the charts. Yeah. She would bloat up like she's pregnant after every meal. And so she had to – no more kombucha for you, and we had to bring in some herbs to, to knock the yeast back down. Yeah. So what is a balance of, of integrating fermented foods into our diets? Because that's something like welcome to, to Venice or Austin or any of these little granola meccas of the world. It's like yeah. more kombucha, more alkaline water, more – you know anything that's fermented is what should we actually be looking at as far as dosages with that 
Well, it's it's totally fine, but you've got to do it in the right order. You know, people talk about fermented goodies like it's the mecca, and they talk about probiotics like it. You know, probiotics are as uh, as well known as water now. I mean, everyone knows about probiotics, but it's the right time. See, if you do things in the wrong order, like if you've got a bacterial infection or yeast, how would you know? First of all, well, one get tested, but if you don't get tested, you could you could start looking at symptoms. So let's say you had fatigue, brain fog, bloating, belching. You know, uh, you've got gas, you've got constipation, you've got diarrhea, you've got mood swings, irritability, you've got sleep problems. Anything on that list could indicate you've got something going on in the gut. If you just throw probiotics into the fire while the fire is burning hot, that's like throwing gasoline onto the fire. So this is why people go and they buy a random probiotic from Whole Foods and they say, why do I feel terrible? Well, it's probably because you've got an overgrowth and you're feeding the bad guy. Sometimes you've got to come in and before you throw the fertilizer on the lawn, if the fertilizer is thrown on too soon, you're feeding the quote-unquote weeds but the grass as well. You've got to remove the weeds first, and then later down the road, that's when you integrate your fermented goodies. So it's not that fermented stuff is bad. It's just that you don't want to do it at the wrong time, and the wrong time is if you're symptomatic. Yeah. Have you, you're familiar with toxoplasmosis, I'm sure, and mm-hmm. kind of like the, the, the brainwashing effects of certain parasites. Is yep. there? Is, have you heard of any other ones in that? I think it's, it's fascinating, just this, this concept of like what is governing you, what is Evan, what is Aaron, and is it your parasites, is it your bacteria? Is it your consciousness? Is it what the what the heck is it? Is, have you, have well, you looked into that at all? I don't know of other strains. I can't say right off like Giardia does mind control or you know Cryptosporidium does mind control. But I will say if you just start looking in the literature, you type in like neurotransmitters or you type in depression parasites or anxiety parasites, you'll find that so many of these mood issues that people have. Uh, irritability, rage, that's common. I, I can't say for XYZ parasite, but I can say for gut infections, I've had people where their fuse is so short, they fly off the handle at the snap of a finger. And once we clear out their gut bugs, their mood is just completely better. So I can't say XYZ, but I can say generally speaking, yeah, infections can change your mood for sure. And uh, I changed my diet kind of back to my story and that was like 60 to 80 percent of the battle but it wasn't until i cleared my infections that i truly felt the cloud lift off my head Hmm. of the depression it was like you had a governor on your happiness and you could take adaptogenic herbs and all these other strategies you can implement grounding going to the ocean cool but if you've got infections you can't out supplement and out ground yourself to to fix the infections right 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 so what's so where do people start with with starting to to clear the weeds out like what's what's a baseline point for people well, first, you got to figure out what you're up against, right? So, I mean, there could be one protocol for candida. Let's say if you just had a candida overgrowth, you could do something like oregano oil, garlic is great, berberine's great. You may be able to just use those herbs and successfully treat the candida. But in most cases, if it's like it was for me, it was candida plus bacteria plus parasites, you've got to bring out the big guns. So that could be a combination of 15, 20 different herbs that you're cycling through for six or eight weeks. Huh. Okay. So and then once you kill them, like once you kill them, first you've got to test. Now, some people, they don't have the money or the interest in testing, so they skip that step and they just start guessing and checking and building up what I call a supplement graveyard, which is fine. Right. I think, That's I, ha- fine. I, think, I, I, think I have one. <laughs> yeah, I, I had one. Uh, I mean, many of us do, which is fine. If you know what you're up against, then you're going to be more accurate in your game plan. If you've got 
like I said, Candida by itself, that may be one protocol. But if it's multiple bugs you're trying to come at, what you've got to do, you've got to rotate through several things. Now, let me just back up a bit and compare and contrast this to conventional medicine because this is very untypical what we're talking about, right? Yeah. You go to a conventional doctor, 90% of the time, they're going to miss the infections anyway. I had a lady who went to Bali. She came back with Bali belly. I'm sure you've heard of that, where yeah. you travel to some East Asia country, you come back, you've got all these gut symptoms, and she had health insurance but didn't have the cash for functional medicine testing. I said, well, just utilize your health insurance. She went to some esteemed doctor in Dallas, Texas, and he ran all the tests he could, and she showed up negative for everything. She saved up. She ended up getting the DNA-based old test I was talking about, and then boom, here's all the infections, mm. multiple parasites. So once you get the stuff on the piece of paper, then you don't have to guess. And then you can successfully eradicate it. And it may only take you six or eight weeks. But as you notice, I'm not mentioning antibiotics. I'm not mentioning antiparasitic drugs because, for one, a lot of these bugs have been around, H. pylori included, for millions of years. They're much smarter than us, you know, we humans. And so our antibiotics are not working anymore. There's antibiotic-resistant bugs. These things are becoming very immune to our conventional drugs, but herbs are so unique and there's so many different constituents that we can't fully understand or even get on a piece of paper what's in the herb. We just know that this thing has an unlimited amount of potential. You don't get antibiotic-resistant bugs when it comes to herbs. Something like C. diff, for example, let me briefly hit on this because this is becoming more common and common. Uh, C. difficile, it's a species of Clostridia. It's found in hospitals. It's found other places too, but People could go in for a routine procedure like a colonoscopy or an endoscopy, and they leave the hospital with an antibiotic-resistant bug like C. difficile, which causes diarrhea, and there's thousands of people dying each year from C. diff because the conventional antibiotics don't work anymore. And people come to me, they're very afraid because they have this bug, you know, they're pooping 10, 15, 20 times a day, yeah. but if you come in with herbs, you can knock it out. So this eliminates the fear from dying of these bugs. There shouldn't be fear because the herbs can come in and do stuff. So I can't take all the credit. It's the herbs doing the work, but it's just that when when you're up against the wall and you're told, hey, look, you've got C. diff, we've done IV antibiotics in some cases, you're toast, we can't get rid of it, you're just going to poop yourself to death, literally, due to dehydration and malnutrition. That's not true. You can reverse this and you can eradicate it. Are there any lifestyle factors that relate to parasites? Like, like one of the interesting studies that I've seen is in relation to exercise and its effect on gut flora and it yep. diversifying your gut flora and knocking out the bad bugs and bringing in the new bugs. And it's like, Oh, interesting. So it's, I'm not putting sauerkraut into my face. I'm just going out for a jog, you know, in the sun. And all of a sudden my internal biology starts to shift. Yep. Is there, is there more to that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's more. I mean, think about this. Think about the Hazda, for example. They're the people that we can study the most closely. They're allowing, uh, you know, uh, people from the UK and America to study them. Hazda are a tribe of hunter-gatherers that still hunt and gather, and we're able to track them. So I'm sure all the things they're doing, being as close to naked as possible, being in the sunshine, eating real food, being grounded to the earth, moving all day, sleeping outdoors. Of course, all those things are turning on epigenetic switches that are going to pr protect you. Now, 
could you try to put all that into a pill and maybe take some multi-nutrient nootropic formula and try to replicate it? I mean, you could try, but it's not going to work as good. So yeah, absolutely. The lifestyle piece is huge. Uh, regarding exercise specifically, it's the dose that makes the poison. So I've worked with many CrossFit burnout victims, and I'm, I, I know CrossFit is uh, probably as common as Starbucks out where you are. Uh, I've seen the lab results of people who are CrossFit trainers who were working the same schedule or just CrossFit uh, athletes themselves, and their hormonal pattern look look worse than a 60 or 70 year old. You know, these are 25, 30 year old men and women who have just completely depleted their adrenal glands, and in some cases, they've given themselves autoimmune disease because the cortisol has damaged the gut barrier. And then once you create that leaky gut situation, you pull those tight junctions open. Now you've got heavy metals and other toxins again into the bloodstream. Also, as you know, too much exercise can depress the immune system. So if you suppress the immune system, you create the leaky gut due to the excess cortisol, then you've got gut bugs. That's the perfect recipe for autoimmune disease. And once the trigger is flipped for autoimmunity, like Hashimoto's, I'll bring that one up since we already hit on it. It's a pain because then you've got to basically stick with like an autoimmune paleo diet pretty much long term where you're pulling out nuts and seeds, you're pulling out chocolate, you're pulling out coffee, no grains, you've got to pull out the dairy, you've got to pull out anything that could possibly disturb that gut barrier. And then you've got to work extra hard on the lifestyle piece. So if you've got a perfect diet, but you're staying up till 1 a.m., you're not going to be able to to out supplement that sleep deprivation. You've got to be sleeping when it gets dark outside, not you know, not uh, ignoring the laws of Mother Nature, so to speak. Yeah. Are you familiar with uh, Paul Check's four doctors? Doctor Quiet and Doctor Movement, Doctor Happy, and Doctor Doctor Something Else Diet. Have you heard of those guys? Paul, Paul Check's cool. I have heard of those. Yeah. yeah. I need to interview him. I need to get him on my podcast. I just haven't reached out. I could look you guys up. He he. Um, so Doctor Doctor Quiet. That's the big one that I think that most people miss, especially speaking in reference to like CrossFit communities or most any community. Um, high achievers. Everybody wants to be a high achiever. And, oh, yeah. you know, something that I think I heard him referencing it. You need, in order to, to be able to actually, you know, achieve, you need to be able to, to match, or I like to almost at least match, but even try to find greater degrees of, of energetic reserves via that sleep, you know? And so I'm finding recently, one of the biggest things that I find to be huge is doing a 40 minute meditation before I go to bed. I don't do it every night, but the nights that I do, it's like an, it's an absolute game changer. And then I'll usually end up kind of like falling asleep, like lay down in Savasana, whatever, and I'll kind of fall asleep and then I'll, I'll get back up and I'll go back into my bed. The difference between that style of sleep and just like you know, whatever, fill in the blank, whatever other styles of sleeps are is huge. So is, is density of sleep something that you're thinking about as well? Oh, of course. I mean, yeah, sleep quality is everything. I mean, you've got people that live in Manhattan and you can pull up in tennisearch.com and you can look up the amount of cell phone towers within a four mile radius of their home. And these people in the middle of Manhattan have 1600 cell phone towers, which are emitting various frequencies that are affecting melatonin production. A guy named Dr. Neil Cherry did research back in the nineties even. I mean, this is 20 year old research that electromagnetic radiation suppresses melatonin levels. So, you know, I don't care how much uh, you focus on your lifestyle. If you're bathed in Wi-Fi and cell phone tower radiation and microwave radiation and other sources, you're ultimately going to be sabotaged, which is why I'm building a house in the middle of the woods, because you just can't replicate 
I mean, you could. You can sleep in a Faraday cage. You can sleep in an EMF canopy, which is typically a combination of cotton and silver and copper. You can sleep inside of that, and that will reduce a lot of the microwave radiation. If you're in an apartment or a multi-level, then you have to have it below your bed as well. But yeah, but you can sleep in in an EMF canopy, and that will allow you to cycle through your stages of sleep properly. Hmm. But if you're in a super urban dense environment, it's possible that you're not cycling through all the stages of sleep. You may only be entering stage one, two, three, and you're skipping four, oh. and therefore you're not going to wake up feeling as rested and refreshed as you should. Are the Faraday sheets? Is that something that's that's doable by people? Like, what's the cost on those guys? Oh, a piece of cake, like a thousand bucks. Okay, and that'll yeah. last you that'll last you 20 years and you just hang it up you do a couple strings above your bed and you would you would just uh, sleep under it you get inside there and it'll reduce you know depending on what brand you're getting 90 95 percent of your external uh, emf influences wow and all that stuff is measurable it's not just like oh like it's meta will, yeah you can you hell can, no, no. Absolutely not. This is legit. You can take uh, various meters. You can use a 10 Mars unit, which is what I use. A lot of professional building biologists use 10 Mars unit. You can get them on Amazon. You can measure magnetic fields. There's body voltage meters you can get as well. There's microwave radiation meters you can get. Uh, Just look up building biologists, and there's tons of them in L.A. I'm sure you couldn't swing a cat without hitting one or whatever that weird saying is. Uh, And I'm sure you can find one. They'll come to your house and do a full analysis for a couple hundred bucks and you can also check your outlets too because you know another uh, big influencer of sleep quality is dirty electricity and this is the high frequency noise where you're converting direct current from the power lines to ac which is alternating current which we use in our wall so uh what I've done for my wife and I and for our baby is I just cut off the breaker to our bedroom. Yeah. And because we have a lot of natural light, we don't need power in the bedroom at all. And, of course, my daughter's not susceptible to placebo effects. She's, you know, 15, 16 months old when I started this experiment. We flipped off the breaker. She started sleeping better throughout the night. Wow. And so you've got these hot power lines running through your your walls. And like us, we didn't have a headboard. So our bed was pretty much backed up to the wall where these power lines are. You don't want that. You don't want alternating 60 hertz current near your head, if possible. So hmm. it's an easy it's an easy thing. And guess what? It's free. Yeah. You just flip the breaker off. Grounding sheets. What do you think of grounding sheets? I've heard mixed reviews of it could potentially make things worse depending upon what it's grounding to. Same thing. Our our mutual friend, uh, friend Ben Greenfield, he was the one who turned me on to the idea of, of grounding sheets being bad because he's like, oh, Evan, you're going to destroy yourself. You know, uh, the power companies send the power back through the grid using the ground plug in your socket. I've tested it. I haven't been able to measure anything. I think it depends on where you're at. Maybe out west they do that, but at least here in the Midwest, I'm not aware of power companies using the ground plug. But do I use them? No. I don't use grounding sheets. I mean, I'm barefoot like 24-7, so I'm outside and putting my feet in the dirt and the mud and the soil, uh, which is probably why I picked up parasites. But uh, for me, I'm willing to take that risk to just try to ground myself during the day and sleeping in as close to an EMF-free zone at night. I don't think I need, personally, the extra step of grounding sheets. Have you ever heard the correlation between wearing high heels and schizophrenia? I haven't. What's, <laughs> what's the... What's I mean, the look it up. Tell you, yeah, people just, uh, like, like anything that I say, just fact check and, and look into it. Yeah. It's just little tidbits to, to kind of go, go grab one. Um, but there's been studies of uh, that being a main correlate, and essentially that, that plantar dorsiflexion of the ankle going through that full range of motion. It's not like your foot is just this separate little, like, locomotion machine. It 
it is your brain. It is your nervous system. It's all one integrated holistic unit. And so when we go off that full range of motion with our feet, all of a sudden, you know, they say, they say it kind of offsets your, you call it your dopaminergenic circuit. Um, yeah. you know, and so just kind of an interesting, an, another interesting correlation. I think it's fascinating when we, we become consumed by nutrition or kind of these more peripheral solutions to things when sometimes it's like a lot of this stuff is coming from the inside and we kind of, you know, it's, I think it's playing from both sides of the rope. You know what I'm saying? Dude, that's amazing. I mean, it makes sense. I knew you were going to say something about the nervous system because for me, I feel less anxious after switching to uh, barefoot footwear. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, I feel so much more relaxed. I mean, even just something with a slight heel, like a half of an inch of a heel on a boot or something, I can't do it. So like I've had to switch over all my footwear, even my winter boots. Now I use a barefoot boot and it's a game changer. I mean, it's amazing. I want to take a quick moment and thank our sponsor, Health IQ, for supporting this podcast. Health IQ is a life insurance company, not just any life insurance company. They focus their efforts towards people that are living healthy lifestyles. If you are a runner, or cyclist, weightlifter, or just generally paying attention to the quality of food that you're eating, you should not be paying the same rate for life insurance. So you can jump on to Health IQ, like the letters IQ.com slash align to support the show and see if you qualify for one of their plans. They are one of the fastest growing life insurance companies with over $5 billion in coverage and they save their customers up to 33% on their plans. As I mentioned, the reason they can do this is because they take into account the quality of life you lead. If you're investing in your health, you should be acknowledged for that in your life insurance policy. It's exactly what Health IQ does for you. So see if you qualify, jump on to healthiq.com slash align. Health IQ is in the letters IQ.com slash align. Here we go. Back to the show. You can see the actual, the, the, the relationship of how much movement you have in various different parts of your body and the motor cortex of your brain. So as you start to develop your feet, for example, there's a, again, a direct connection up and you see that, that portion of the foot develop in the brain. And so it's wow. again, it's just, it's just more, it's, it's just interesting to see really how whole this body of ours is. Is there anything else that you've, you've kind of stumbled upon as far as creating wholeness in your body? I know that's like a meta woo-woo question, but I mean, that could be a whole hour, right? Yeah. I mean, creating wholeness for me is removing negative people from your life. Yeah. I think so often we focus on trying to fix us, but sometimes it's someone in your environment, oftentimes a spouse, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a partner, uh, that is a negative influence on your health. I've had to systematically remove many people out of my life that just weren't dreamers, you know? I've had so many people who just, they don't understand the idea of entrepreneurship and not working for the man. I mean, of course, where you are in California, of course, everyone's an entrepreneur or a pseudo entrepreneur. And, uh, in Kentucky, that's not the case. It's typically blue collar people working for the man. You put in your hours, you retire and you're done. And so, you know, I've had people that they just don't understand or they just, they feel threatened by me not working for the man, just simple stuff like that. And where someone has a dissonance energy, you can just feel it when you enter the room or yeah. you feel it when you talk to them that you just, you don't align your vibration doesn't click with that person. And you've got a couple of options in that situation. One is deny it uh, because it's your spouse or your partner. And you continue to try to push forward with this person cause you're married or you live with them. Yeah. 
and you can continue to deny it and repress those emotions until it rears its ugly head or you're using alcohol or other coping mechanisms to deal with it. And then option two is you have to face the reality and you've got to call it out and say, look, honey, look, babe, something's not right with our energy. Now we can fix it or unfortunately sometimes you know there has to be breakups and divorces and stuff like that that have to happen and i've had people where we could go through an entire protocol we've worked on adrenals we've worked on thyroid we've worked on gut you know all these big major body systems and it's not until they break up with their person or they move out or they sign the divorce papers or they uh or they tell the boyfriend or the girlfriend what they had on their chest for five years, or they got out of the abusive situation, verbally or physically abusive situation, and then all of a sudden the woman will lose 20 pounds without trying. I'm like, well, what did you change? And she's like, nothing. My diet, supplements, everything's the same. I'm like, what else? Oh, yeah, you know what? We did break up last month, me and Joe Bob, and all of a sudden they lost weight. So it's like the emotional component is so ignored. you know. And, and, and I've also read articles about the loss of empathy like facebook i've heard is trying to do a lot of things where they're changing their algorithms and such but that basically the idea that social media is is causing us to lose our empathy and you know that's why i said we were kind of joking off air like hey i'm glad that i was cool enough for you to interview me again on skype as opposed to us doing the in-person aspect you missed something yeah. In that in-person aspect, our conversation may have been different today based on an in-person conversation versus through the airwaves. Now, I'm grateful to be able to chat together this way, but, you know, I believe the Internet is it's a blessing, but it's also a double-edged sword, and you got to be careful with it. I've systematically uh, also deleted all the social media apps from my phone. I no longer use social media at all on my phone because, uh, you know, for me as a content creator – you start to compare yourself and you start to look at others and you're like, oh, everyone else has this great picture or this content. And, and it distracts away from your message and from your vision. So I think just the long answer to your question is if you feel like you've done all the surface level, low hanging fruit, good diet, good nutrition, good sleep, all the paleo principles or whatever you want to call it, keto, I don't care what your what your uh, flavor of, of dietary approach is in that aspect. But if you're eating real food and you've done all that good work, Zoom out and focus on the emotional piece. Yeah. You know, I've seen so many people who are energetic vampires and they don't know it where you, you get done being with that person and you're drained, but yet everything else is great, right? They drink the green juice and they do yoga, but they're just an energy vampire. They've got some, they've got some demons in the closet they've got to work on. So if you're that person or you think you might be that person, schedule a float tank session, go in a float tank for two to three hours. And I guarantee some stuff may come up that you need to face and you need to uh, cut those emotional spider webs out of the closet. If you, if you, uh, if you understand that analogy, if not, just go float and I guarantee some things will surface. I just did a thing with Stephen Gundry, the plant paradox guy. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the things we mentioned in there was that we're not just contained by this, this, you know, dermis, our skin. It's not like that's not where we stop. As soon as you walk into the room, you're essentially fumigating the whole house with you, with your bacteria, with your breath, with everything. And so we're all exchanging each other, which is the reason that I don't like to do Skype interviews we don't yeah. exchange each other the same way. It's kind of like sex without a con or with a condom rather, you know, it's like, it's, it's good, but it's, it's, you don't have that same level of connection. Yeah, for sure. 
You know, and I think that that's an interesting thing as we're, as we're not to make this about Skype interviews, but uh, as we're connecting with people, it's realizing that we're always attuning to each other. You know, a similar way that like when women are around each other, it's like really obvious their menstrual cycles end up attuning to each other. You know, but yep. thought patterns, I think, also attune to each other. So being conscious of how someone else perceives the world, how they perceive themselves, that has a direct impact on your own feedback loops. So you interviewed Gundry? I did. Yeah, I was just did up at his place. Did you post it? Not yet. No, I posted a picture oh. on Instagram, but not. I haven't posted it yet. So are you paranoid of all vegetables now, or what's the deal? I haven't spoke with him Dude, yet. Dude, I think it's so cool. I think it's just. I think it's fascinating just to have that awareness that vegetables. It's not like the kind of like the creationist perspective that vegetables are just there for us and plants yeah. and like every. It's just there for humans. Like, no, they're out for themselves. They don't give a Absolutely. shit about you. <laughs> you <know>? Absolutely. <laughs> the good thing is, and I don't know if Gundry talked about this with you, but the good thing is by utilizing a pressure cooker, you can reduce a lot of the lectin content that he's like freaking people out about i mean i'm sure there's a factor to it well, but he, he mentions in the pressure cooker that was one of the, the oh, thing, main things okay. we talked about yeah it was, oh, pre- good. I was pressure say, cook all the grains and all that stuff and then you're you're in a better i'm gonna place. have to interview him and just tell him like i think he's done great at marketing his idea like he's done good at really shedding a light on that idea but i think it's probably overstated because it's really easy to mitigate a lot of the risk that he's presenting yeah. i'll have to interview him and call him out yeah yeah i think it's it's like one of the interesting things that he mentioned was was the colors of different fruits we through evolutionary biology we perceive those colors of like reds and yellows and oranges that's like a ripe fruit then you look at mcdonald's for example you're like oh dear god you know it's like they chose the colors of a ripe fruit Again, it's just more kind of these intricacies of how we perceive the world. It's always it's always coming from that deeper innate nature. I don't know what I'm saying yeah. exactly. It's just no. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. There's a lot of brainwashing in the food industry. That's what you're saying, and that's absolutely a fact for sure. It's scary. Yeah, yeah. What's, well, that's why uh, I've had. Sorry, I don't want you to lose your thought, but no, I have no. to tell you this. Uh, I've had people, uh, clients in uh, Vietnam, and I'm trying to think. I can't think of other. I want to say Cambodia for some reason, but where McDonald's is starting to grow and McDonald's is actually entering new countries because their revenue is dropping in the U.S. And yeah. when McDonald's enters these other uh, second or third world countries, it's like a party. I mean, it's like you would think that, you know, God himself is coming to visit these countries. They have massive parties and opening deals and big ceremonies for McDonald's when they enter these second, third world countries. I think it's just devastating. It's crazy. Same thing's happening in Brazil. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's because it's the same thing way like a con artist, you know, sometimes some people like this, you could say like energetic vampires. At first someone can appear onto the scene and they're they're handsome, they're smart and they're they're all these things like, "Wow, that person's amazing. I want to be their friend." And then all of a sudden 6 months later like, "Oh, that guy was a, a real cunt actually." You know, yeah. it's like I think that McDonald's and all the whole fast food industry and the sugar industry and all that stuff, it's like that's kind of the thing. They've leveraged that kind of like sociopathic capacity to make you think they're amazing and so when they're coming into these new places i think it's it's just a cycle give cambodia 20 years and for sure we'll see where they're at then it'll be like some country in africa or something like that right yeah i know what kind of what kind of cuts have you made have you actively cut people things music what, what kind of cuts have you made in your life 
Ooh, I like that you said music. Yeah, I have cut music out too. You know, I had a massive iTunes library and I upgraded my laptop maybe a year or so ago. And I said, you know what? Here's a good experiment for me as opposed to like ruminating on previous songs and thoughts and such. I said, I'm going to start with a clean slate. I'm only going to import the music that still actually resonates with me and actually still helps me. And my iTunes library is about 10% of what it used to be. Hmm. And the rest of that stuff was not feeding me anymore. So, yeah, it's profound. I mean, like, classical music made the cut and in a good way it made the cut to pass forward you know mozart and beethoven and all that made the cut uh of course reggae and all of the other uh more ambient new age music that all made the cut you know any type of like meditation soundtracks i have like hours of you know uh waterfalls and raindrop sounds and tropical rainfall and stuff like that just to clear my head and work to but a lot of like vocal music got cut and did not make it to the to the new iTunes library. I find it really distracting, the vocal music. I like when I don't understand the language because it's just, then it just becomes, you're, they're playing their vocal cords. But when you create yeah. that definition to it, it puts you, it kind of forces you into their state, whatever it may have been. Uh, dude, that's that's profound that you said that. I had a crazy experience. I don't do in-person consultations anymore, but I used to do like house calls for people. And I went to uh, an Indian woman's house and she said, hey, before we start our consult, can I take you to my meditation room? I'm like, oh, absolutely. You know what percent of the population has a meditation room? Probably 0.01 in, in the U.S. She took me to her meditation room, put on something I could not understand a single word of. And we just meditated together for like 15, 20 minutes. I've never told anyone this. It's cool that you brought this out of me. And I was transformed. I almost had my own little rebirth along with trying to help her with her health. I mean, I was just, I was on a whole new level. I had, like you said, yeah, I was in, I was transformed into what they wanted me to be transformed as opposed to my brain having to analyze and make up some place of where the lyrics should take me. It was just... The vibration took me there, not me cognitively going there. It was bizarre, but amazing. I think there's another, it's like NLP terms, like anchoring. You can anchor thoughts or ideas or songs or whatever. I think we also anchor materials. And so something that I've, I've been cognizant of is, is anchoring your bed as a place of sleep. And this is something that's been said in podcast land a lot, but there's little things like that. Like I, I lit my, I lit my, my consciousness candle. I'm just joking about calling it a consciousness candle, but I lit my little candle beforehand because I was all cracked out on coffee and stuff you know it's like those little things you see that anchor point you're like okay you come into that it's again these these little tools that they cost you nothing you know but you can just through the power of your your internal self consciousness you can really leverage some of these tools is there any other random little anchors any kind of like tips and tricks you've you've come about essential oils yeah, essential oils one. are great. I mean, there's a lot of like multi-level marketing company companies out there that are promoting essential oils, which I'm not a huge fan of that because the markup that's added to these can be significant. But uh, if you're able to source good quality essential oils, I mean, my wife and I travel with them. You can use them topically. You can diffuse them. You can you can ingest them, although I won't advise on that because you don't know the quality and the sourcing and the the chemicals possibly used to extract it. So I'm not going to say, hey, everybody go start popping peppermint essential oil for your tummy problems. But if you rub it on with a carrier oil onto your stomach, 
it's a game changer. If you're diffusing it, I mean, there's great research on cypress and other oils helping to modulate cortisol. I mean, just the fragrances of nature. It's so simple, but it's so profound. So yeah, I would say everybody should travel or at least have a, a toolbox. And inside that toolbox, maybe it is a candle. Maybe it's essential oils. Maybe it's a, uh, some type of a a crystal, maybe it's a piece of amethyst or something that just grounds you. And you look at that, and, and when you get so caught up in the technological world of cables and phone chargers and iPhone batteries, you have something that grounds you back to the earth. And uh, I, I don't know if it was on air, or off air, doesn't matter. But like I mentioned, I'm uh, moving into basically the middle of the woods, and there's so many earth elements there. And for me, as someone who works exclusively online, I've got to counteract that. Otherwise, I will get sick from an energetic perspective. I will be so ungrounded from the earth that I will eventually get sick. At least that's that's my intuition. So I'm purposely integrating myself into this natural environment where I literally go out of my back door and in 50 feet, there's three different sets of waterfalls there that I can go sit by and there's hundreds of deer and turtles and who knows? I want to see a bobcat. I hope there's a bobcat out there. Uh, they're in Kentucky. I haven't seen any yet, though. They're so elusive. But just knowing that the natural world is doing its own thing while we're stuck in our technological world, I really think it's important to try to blend those as much as you can. I don't think it's good, you know, as a as a tech person myself, I don't think it's good to just go 100% tech. You've got to have that natural element, which is why I started hunting a couple years ago, getting into the hunting world. And 95% of hunting is what? You're sitting out, you're sitting outside waiting for something to come. Yeah. So that it's a good excuse to sit in nature for eight hours and maybe you see a deer and you get one or maybe you don't. So I'm trying to do as much as I can to replicate Maybe we don't go back to hunter-gatherers, but I'm trying to do as much as I can to even replicate what Lewis and Clark did just a couple hundred years ago when they just explored the U.S., and the U.S. was a a wild place, and we didn't know what was there. We didn't know what was across the Rocky Mountains. The whole Pacific Northwest was a giant question mark. I mean, it's just so fascinating how quickly we've gone from knowing nothing to knowing, in a sense, everything. And for me, I think some of the novelty of life is having the unknown. And once everything's been explored and you can Google Maps every GPS coordinate on the planet, I feel like you've lost a bit of that uh, – a little bit of that imaginative aspect of this planet is just a beautiful, wondrous place. If you can just track everything with a camera, it's like it's – it's it's been sterilized so to speak i want to think and, and and there and there are places like this that'll exist i'll tell you aaron it's awesome i want to know that there are places where you can still go and there's absolutely no chance that you will see another human and you will not be able to access cell phone coverage even if your life depended on it for example we're lucky in this part of the country we've got the great smoky mountains just a few hours away if you go deep into some of these trails you have no idea where you are. You are just immersed in nature. There's thousands of butterflies. There's bears. There's all sorts of wildlife around you. You have no idea that modern civilization exists. And our DNA expects that. Our DNA expects a break from buildings and coffee shops and Wi-Fi signals and school buses and Ubers and food delivery and smoothies and green juices. Your brain is not programmed for that. Your brain is programmed for seeing nothing but endless wilderness. Mm. Now, of course, we can adapt. 
to the city. We can try to make it work and piece together all these other individual lifestyle pieces of the puzzle, diet, lifestyle, sleep, stress, adaptogenic herbs, relationships. You can piece it together and do pretty good and get through life. But my question to the listeners is, what are you missing out on if you're not flipping that switch that your ancestors didn't have to flip because it was always flipped, which is being outdoor, being outdoors the majority of the time? Yeah. What are you missing out on? What are you sabotaging? What are you sacrificing? Is, is that putting a governor on your happiness and your contentment? I, I say it is. It has to be. One, just due to the light. If you're not getting bright light exposure, you're sitting in an indoor environment, you're not getting bright light. You can look up a lux meter, L-U-X, and you can measure the brightness. A typical indoor environment is about 500 lux. An outdoor environment, even on a cloudy day, could be 20,000 lux. This is a measurement of brightness that helps regulate circadian rhythm. So if you're inside, even if you've got the blinds open, like I don't even have blinds on my windows, even if you have that, that's still not the full thing. You're still not all the way there. I've hacked it as much as I can. I face the sun, the direction of the sun, and I have no blinds. But still, this compared to being outside, having an outdoor office, that's 20 times better. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a similar thing. We got, we got to, got to wrap up here soon, but the, uh, a similar thing happens with looking at anatomy. When you look at anatomy in a book and you see this two dimensional model of what the body is and that's not a reality. And you're also looking at cadavers as well, you know, so anatomia means to cut up. And so we do that with our physical body. And then we have this perception, this cut up perception of what we are. And that cut up perception is a disassociation. And so it's, it's fascinating how we're kind of doing a similar thing. It's like the singularity. It's like, we're separating ourselves from our, our deeper selves. Um, we should do this again. Um, I got it. That I, was short. That felt short. Yeah. We probably need to like do two hours together and I'll get you back on my podcast too. I don't have any plans to visit the West coast, but you never know if you, you know what you need to do. You ought to come to Kentucky. For the yeah. Kentucky Derby. <laughs> well, there's a rock, there's good rock climbing out there as well. There's the Red there River is. Gorge. Yeah, there sure is. So if yeah. you come my side of the country, uh, my side of the Mississippi, before I come to your side of the Mississippi, come to my house. Let's go walk in the woods together yeah, and, that, and do an in-person show. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be really good. And then if you, yeah, if you want to do something, we can set it up and just people listening, we can we'll just we can release these at the same time if it's something you want to do. If not, yeah. I'll, just, I'll just cut that out. Um, but then so people can, assuming that's what's happening, people can jump over to your thing and, of and, course. Ch- and check that out. Um, totally. How do people learn more about you and find your stuff and all that? Really appreciate what you're doing man well thanks aaron uh yeah just google my name evan brand like brand name and you can find my site evanbrand.com got the podcast there aaron was a guest what feels like eons ago probably uh i don't know year and a half two years ago i've got 200 plus episodes i've been putting out a show every week since 2012 so uh that's a long time so there's tons of there's tons of content and free information. So if you want to learn more about anxiety, depression, you know, uh, autoimmune disease, whatever it is, there is a functional medicine podcast waiting for you that's free. And if you feel like scheduling a call, I've got a staff member who does 15 minute free calls. If you've got health problems, reach out, schedule a call, and we'll be happy to help you out. Cool, man. It's been fun watching your your evolution. That's the operative word of this podcast. Uh, it has. <laughs> I look forward to to doing this again. Thank you so much. Take care, Aaron. All right, see you, brother. Bam. Bam. Oh. A lion.
Wine Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning into that conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Some ways that you can support this podcast, one of which you can pick up an Align Band, which is a heavy-duty resistance band. It comes along with a door anchor and a carrying case and a video guide on how to mobilize those joints and integrate that body of yours. Really great stuff. You can be found at AlignTherapy.com and also on Amazon.com. Um, I wanted to thank once again Health IQ for supporting this podcast. Health IQ is a life insurance company that focuses towards people that are taking care of their bodies. So any type of athlete, folks that are paying attention to nutrition, pretty much anybody listening to this podcast, uh, they focus on lowering rates for you because you deserve it. You get up to 33% lower rates than the standard. You can see if you qualify at healthiq.com slash align. That's health IQ is in the letters iq.com slash align. If you're a healthy individual and you got a family or some folks that you want to know that they're taking care of, if you're not around, that's the way to do it. Healthiq.com slash align. Um, thank you also so much for utilizing the Amazon affiliate link on the right-hand sidebar of the podcast page. Bookmark that thing. Anytime you purchase some crap on Amazon, purchase that crap through that link. We get a percentage of it. costs you nothing. And I think that's enough. Thank you guys so much for reviews on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Pow.